You are listening to The Limitless Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Heron. What if you had no limitations keeping you from your dream life? In 2016, I had a major tug on my heart to write a book about my story. And in the process, I learned that I had been operating with a very faulty belief system for the majority of my life. I've had a huge transformation since then. And my life's passion and mission is to teach you how to live a limitless life. Join me on this journey. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Podcast. This is Deanna Heron, your host. Happy Tuesday. As always, I'm super excited to be with you today. We are continuing on our Women Warrior series, and I am super excited to have a special guest, a woman today who is so near and dear to my heart. It really helps me do all the things behind the scenes with this podcast, with my business, and she is such a treasure. So I cannot wait for you to meet Emily. But first and foremost, I want to remind you that my mission and passion is always to help women stand in their truth. Because a woman who stands in her truth becomes limitless in her impact in her impact, you guys. And this is a mission that is growing rapidly all over the world as women are standing up in their true authentic self and coming out and allowing their own light to shine, standing in their gifts and talents. And I want you to know that you are uniquely you. You are here for a purpose. You are here for a plan. And if you haven't figured that out, it's coming, my friend. It's coming. Because there is a rising happening right now with women who are tired of doing the things that no longer bring them joy. And that is my greatest wish for you is to live a life of joy. So let's get started on the Women Warrior Series. Emily, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. And I'm just so grateful for you in my life. You and your husband are just some some of the most amazing individuals I've ever been around. And to have two people who serve well and have such a heart for God just really fills my tank just to be in your presence and to have you guys in my life. And I would love for you just to share with everyone who you are, what you're about, and why you are here on this earth. Well, thank you so much for having me. And that was like the sweetest introduction. I'm about to start crying already. We're just getting started. Um, but we're so thankful for you, Deanna, and you are our ideal client and someone that um, loves us too. And I think that's the biggest thing being a service provider. So my name is Emily Emily Vermeer, and I do many things. I am multi-passionate, but the biggest thing I love to do is to give back with my giftings to other people that allow them to further the needle in their giftings and whatever that looks like. And we're all here to help people and to love people. And that's that what that's what fuels me. That's what gets me up in the morning is knowing that I'm here for a bigger purpose. I'm not here just to be behind the scenes and to do tasks I'm here that moves the needle in other women's businesses that pours into other women that it's a domino effect. And when we see how that works, it helps us to show up. So um, I run a consulting agency with my husband for online businesses. 
And I also have a Fuel by Faith uh, women's ministry where I help women um, come back to the main source of why we're here on this planet and that we need to be fueled by Him so that we can consistently overflow instead of being empty. And I'm also a um, a mom and I have two littles and they're five and six and I do a lot of things, but I can't do it without the Lord. And I'm just so thankful for the avenue that he's putting me on and the shifts that he's, he's doing in my life and um, just for, for everything, for this opportunity, for the women that are listening to this, for whatever is about to happen, I can already feel it in my bones um, that something special is going to gonna happen and that someone is going to get something out of this today. So I'm just so thankful for the opportunity. There is absolutely no question. Just everything that you shared, Emily, I mean, I could unpack and we could talk about all of those things for hours and hours. And I think, you know, this morning I woke up with this intention and my intention was, you know, I am so super passionate about women supporting other women and allowing women to let their light shine without us feeling like we have to be intimidated by someone else's greatness. Yes. And what I just heard you say was just that. So it was confirmation of my my intention this morning. And you said, you know, I'm here to help and serve others so that they can live out their greatest gifts. Yep. And I love that so much because there there is, and we've talked about this before, there is a rising of women supporting women. Women saying, girl, man, I need you in my life because your gifts are so right. Your gifts are so unique and so different than mine. We would make a great team. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. A great to just to go with that, a great teaching moment for me. I hosted an event um, last fall and my mother-in-law, I was talking to her about it and she, she said to me, Emily, when you allow other people to help you, you are giving them space to utilize their gifting. We're all here to help. Every single one of us wants to help at some shape, form, fashion, whatever your gifting is, whatever your abilities or skill sets are, you want to help. And the biggest thing that I am learning is how to allow others to help me. And that is also letting them to use their gifting. And it's been a great relief to also use that and see it as a gift too in giving that space. So that's so beautiful. I, you know, and I have to say that kind of hit me in the heart for, for just a a quick second. So I need to unpack that, but I, it hit me in, in my heart because I love collaborating with women and helping them see their greatest strengths and help them live those strengths in the world and put that unique gift into, into monetizing, but just adding value and service to the world. But I don't believe that I am good at allowing people to help me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just something, something to think about for those of you who are listening. I mean, sometimes we're so good at, at one of those helping other women, you know, shine but do we allow other people to help us? So 
yeah, need to unpack that one a little bit. Let's get into today's podcast. So we are in the Women Warrior Series, and Emily, you're a warrior, and that's why I wanted you on this call. And, you know, the Women Warrior Series started because, number one, I think so many women look at successful women, whatever your definition of success is. Um, to me, a successful woman is someone who just stands in their greatness no matter what and loves and serves other people, just loves and serves and adds so much value. Your definition of success could be a certain dollar amount. It could be a certain lifestyle, whatever that is to you. But we have a tendency to look at other women who are living that definition of success. And we believe, man, I could never get there because they've never struggled. Look at them. They, they're shining their light so much. Look at them. And I want to shine the light on the reason why women get to that success level is because they have worked through those arena moments, those hard times when we feel like we've been knocked down and we learn the lessons to get back up. And those lessons are the lessons that we are to share with others. So, you know, I think we've all heard the term, there is no testimony without a test. Yep. So true. You cannot have a testimony to share with others unless you have a test. You don't grow and develop as a human being in this world without having those struggles. But the arena moment is a Theodore Roosevelt quote that I think was made very popular by Renee Brown. And um, it's it's something that I have hanging in my wall and love it uh, in my office. I love it so much because it speaks to my heart that Deanna, you are in that arena moment right now. Get back up, Beige. Get back up. So I want to read this so everyone is aware. If you are new to this podcast, we've been on this Women Warrior series for about eight weeks or so. So I've read this every single time. If you are listening again, you get to hear it again because I think it's so super powerful. And here's how Theodore Roosevelt states it. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done men better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spins himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory or defeat. Love it so much. And so, Emily, I would love to hear an arena moment. And do you have just one? <laughs> no. I, I, um, it's so cool how God works. This morning, I was preparing and getting my kids together, and things were already flowing on what to say. And, and, because there's so many arena moments. Which one do you choose? What I, I've been through so much in my life. What can I share about? And when I was going through it, I was. It came to me on the the healing process, 
right? We we talk about getting healed or going through something. And God revealed to me that when we're when we go through our testimonies, and I'll share mine in just a minute of my arena moment, but when we're going through these arena moments, the healing isn't the outcome. The healing is the process that he's equipping you with to get through your arena moment to get through because we're going to have them again. And so he's equipping us. The Lord's equipping us with the tools and, and the modalities and the techniques to walk us through this moment to get us where he's taking us. And he didn't promise us that life was going to be easy. He actually told us the opposite of there will be trials, but I will be with you. And just to remind ourselves of that and um, when you asked for me to be on this podcast, I was like, oh my goodness, what can I talk about? And of course, we want to share our monumental big things of, you know, I I've, I built a company from the ground up, an agency from the ground up and hit six figures in four months. And yes, it was tough and we had our trials, but that's that's not my arena moment. That was an arena moment. And it's a big thing that's bright and shiny that women focus on and compare themselves to. I didn't even hit that goal knowingly. I I was like, oh, we did it. But right now I'm having an arena moment. I'm living it out currently because God is actively pulling me away from something I thought was my purpose for a long term. And stepping my husband into that role or a new role and calling me into ministry. And I have avoided it for probably the last year and a half. And as I continue to give yeses and lean in, I also control comes, comes in my, my um, default and most of you I'm sure can relate to this is wanting to be in control, wanting to know when the next thing is happening, wanting to, if something isn't going the way that you want it to go, wanting to step in and save the day. I have a story from childhood of if it's not going, if it's, if it's not going to happen or it's, it's up to me, it's up to me. If it's going to happen, it's up to me. And it's been an expectation. My family relied on me for years to just fix everything. And I had to move away um, for my sanity and to be who God called me to be, not who everyone else thought I was. And right now, I have a ministry and I have a business that I own with my husband. And about six months ago, God kept putting on my heart, you got to, you got to go in, you got to go in, you got to go in. And so I'm like, okay, I'll just do it on the side. And he was like, no, 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 no. And so in September or October of last fall, we lost two big clients of ours in our business. And I was like, oh, you know, that's okay. It'll pick back up. More people will come because we owned our business for two years. When people left, more people came. And no one came. No new clients came. And so financially, we were struggling. And um, my husband and I we were in the kitchen. 
and he was like, if you would just let me do this in our business. And I looked at him and I said, would you please, would you please do that? And he's like, are you serious? And I said, yes, I would love nothing more for you to step up and step in because God's calling me to step out and to be a be here in the back end, but be front end for him because I've got a big calling on my heart. And we had that moment of the discussion and our business has continued to to fade from what I built. And my ego took a big hit with that because I started that thing from scratch. It was my wheelhouse. I'm on articles for this. I've been interviewed for, for doing this. And it was not failing, but in my eyes, I saw in my flesh, I saw it that it was failing. And how can I be failing and step into ministry and have it succeed? And I noticed circles I was surrounding myself with where women or in ministry can't make any money in ministry. There's no money here. You're going to have to struggle. Your family's never going to make enough. You're going to be on food stamps. Like these are the things I'm hearing from people I'm surrounded by. And I continued to be like, that's not the God I serve. That's not the God I serve. He is abundant. And I've been working through this and this week has been a pivotal week for me. And, um, two weeks ago, we had more clients of ours scale back in our agency. My husband has also been going through his own story and that could be a whole podcast in its own, but having to trust God with what he's doing in my husband and pull myself out and cover my husband in prayer and know that there's nothing that I can do except let God have his way for him, cover him in prayer, let him know I love him and be the role of a wife. I can't step in and save the day for that. That is God's job. And so he has been going through his own thing, which has halted him. We are two opposites. I fight and he freezes. And so I figure things out and he just sits there until something's figured out. And so I've had to wait. I've had to sit back. I've had to sometimes be quiet and trust. And I am in this phase of what does full body, full surrender look like? And I had it come to me of a friend of mine came to me and we were talking about um, our faith and she was going through similar things that I was going through struggling air quotes and my, but my verbiage and my words and my outlook completely opposite of her, but we're going through very similar things. And my question to her was, where's your faith? Where's your faith? Because yes, we can have financial struggle, which we're going through currently being open and honest but my calling is higher. My God is more abundant than my situation. And um, my arena right, my arena moment is happening right now in this full body trust of knowing that God's got me covered and I'm serving him. And also knowing that 
when I'm serving him that the enemy is coming after me. And so I'm needing to be covered and to be surrounded by just protection of myself for what I'm doing. But this full body trust, it's not a temporary. I feel like most of us, especially in entrepreneurship, we we get a temporary faith. So we pray and then the outcome happens and then it's like, oh, okay, achieved. And then boom, we're back down. Struggles happening. So we're going to pray and then it's answered. And then it's just these little dopamine hits that we're getting. But God's calling us to be consistent and to be faithful consistently in him always. And that's a full body trust. And that's where I'm at. I feel like I'm in the fiery pit with um, the three men with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And um, that story's popped up so much for me this week. But it's so true in the statement of, I'm going to trust him even if. Those two words, even if, has been so big for me because God's called me to help women in this situation in a leadership, know that he's the rock. He is the tower. He is the place to come to. Not social media, not any other addiction, not any other like comparison. He is the one that will fuel you only and consistently and to be at peace because I'm going through it. I'm in my arena moment, but I am at so much peace. And it's because of that. It is because of of having him as my my tower and knowing that I can go to him at any moment and teaching women and bringing us in community and allowing space for them to be what they need to be, but call them forward into who they're becoming is my passion. And it's what God's called me to do and to grow it and to scale it and to have it all over the place. But right now, right in in the thick of it, I'm in this arena moment. And I know I'm not alone in that. I know there's so many people that are in that even if, like trying to figure that out, right? So that's where I'm at. That That is so beautiful. So there's so many great nuggets in what you just had to say and share. And I, I mean, it spoke to me so much because um, it, I mean, we've all been in that place and to hear that you have complete peace in that, in that place, I know will speak to a lot of people like, how do you have that much peace? Yeah. I, um, I 100% can relate to you when you say, you know, there's a bigger calling on my life. Yeah. And when you're stepping into that bigger calling, there's seems to be some resistance that's yeah. happening in other areas. And there have been many times when I've pulled back and pulled back toward that resistance instead of walking into the calling of my higher purpose that I know and that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you were supposed to do. Yes. And it's been in this time, and you said, you know, I feel like I'm in the fire right now. It has been in this time where gradually and slowly I'm being refined as I step into not the fear, not the scarcity, not the the anger of the resistance, but stepping into the abundance, the joy 
and the value that I know that I can add in my purpose and calling. But the biggest lesson that I've learned is exactly what you're saying. And it is for me, I keep hearing in, in my, in my soul, Deanna, sit still. Yes. Sit still. Because it's in those moments when I feel that resistance where I actually want to get so busy. Yeah. Make it happen. Yes. Can you relate to that? Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I um I have lived in glorified hustle my whole life. I was praised that as a child I was an overachiever not in the fact of like getting excellent grades but I did everything for everyone I was the one you could call on do everything for and then I that has also carried into our marriage into me as a parent because I grew up that way and it also fed my ego Right. So when we do all the things, we're the one making it all happen. It also feeds our ego of, oh, here's the recognition. They see me. They they know that I'm doing this. Right. But in my my husband, ironically, grew up opposite of that, of always being provided for. So in our marriage, when it came together of me being the over achiever and me being the one that always made things happen to him being the one that he's always taken care of it just had this dynamic to where we just continued to do until we realized i'm burnt out and i'm overwhelmed and where's the marriage here and then when i would ask it was like or he would always expect and then we had to come together and realize oh my goodness I'm holding you back and you're holding me back because we're acting here. We're also, I'm very masculine. My husband's very feminine. And so it's very interesting to learn that about each other and to acknowledge that. But man, making it happen and being told to sit still. And God has put that on my heart every time we got a bill, every time someone would invoice us and my husband would say, how are we going to pay this? I automatically went into, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. And I'm starting to create all of these things that I could do. And God said, no, sit. I've already told you what to do. Sit. That's not what I told you. And so it's so interesting because we all, I feel like that is across the board of women. Like we, we want to make it happen. We want to be that driver. But when we're told to sit and we're told to be, and we're told to wait, that that is our tough seasons. That is, that is one of the toughest things to do is to wait and to, and to be in that period. Um, and I know it can be even discouraging when, when you hear, or when you see other people saying that they have their purpose figured out, right? Or that they know their calling. 
but you don't know because I was there. I remember trying to figure it out. I tried slinging shakes. I tried to get do a nail polish. I tried doing all these things to to make it, air quote, make it and find my purpose and calling. But if we focus on what we have in front of us, knowing that God's going to reveal it to us, he will always provide. And I think that's been one of my biggest teaching moments of being present and realizing that today is the daily destination. Yes. Yes. Not, Not a... Like tomorrow, not the next thing. My devotion today was all about stop worrying about the future. (laughs) If we could just focus on today's destination and being present, man, does it just like break things off my shoulders. Like I can just feel the release already when I know, oh, today's all I have to worry about. I love that so much. And that's, um, that's a, a daily reminder for me because I I am that masculine hustle mentality. Yes. My default. Yes. And I've been walking with God for years and years and years. But then have I really? Have I really? Have I really sat still to just listen to what my next step is? Following those daily breadcrumbs? Or am I doing it my own way? And expecting God to bless. So it's really interesting, though, because you say that because there's lots of times when, you know, the present moment is where the miracles happen. And when I'm when I sit in the presence of today, go outside and sit for five minutes, go for a walk for 10 minutes outside and connect to the world around me, to nature around me. Yes. It's in that moment where I realized this is all that matters. Yes. Yeah. He he is a present God. We forget that. I forget that. That he is present. He is among us. He is not waiting for us tomorrow. He's with us right now. And anytime that I find myself worrying about tomorrow or planning for Something that, you know, how our mind just goes haywire and we're like, but what if this, what if that, right? And we go into the future. God's not there. He's here now in your present. And when you can breathe that in and ask for him to reveal to you what you need right now in the present, it can break strongholds off of you. So tomorrow is not a worry and it shouldn't be. And I know that I've lived there. That is a constant arena moment for me of checking in. That's a daily thing that I have to make sure that I am here because I too am very masculine and very get it done type of mentality. Um, And the best compliment that I've ever gotten was at church one day, someone said, and you were just flowing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, he sees it. Isn't it so nice when people can see it in like the work that you're doing? Because every day I crucify myself to the Lord. I give myself over. It's not my body. It's not my plan. It's not my agenda. It is his. And when I turn it over to him, I ask for him to let me flow. 
because I know when I, I know there's masculine moments and I know there's feminine moments, but I default operate in masculine. So I know that's going to happen regardless, but I ask for flow to come because my masculine can, it can hurt my body, like physically tension, headaches. It can physically default me and I'm no good to anybody if I'm that way. And so I pray every morning, God, just let me flow, flow through me, use me, but I am yours. And that's so helpful for me. And then when it's confirmed by other people, it's just, it gives you that like, oh, yes, they see it. They see the work. They see that it's happening. Life doesn't have to be hustle. And I, I ebb and flow through that in my life currently. Um, fact that I have realized that my default has always been that hustle mentality. Yes. It was in the the achievements where I thought that was my work and it yeah. no longer is my work. And so mm-hmm. when I start to feel a little anxious, I know that I'm pushing it. So I have yeah. to get back. I would love for you to share a little bit about how you are learning to be in the flow. What does that look like for you on a daily basis? What are some habits that you have, some rituals that you have? What is that? So every morning I am very routine based, but a very flexible routine based because I know being in a masculine state that sometimes tasks can become just check it off instead of intention. And so what I do is I have a routine, but I also change it up about every three weeks. So I'll still do my prayer. I'll still do my breathing in the morning. Here lately, I've been walking outside because it's been cold in the mornings. And I've been walking outside and letting that just activate my body and wake me up. And I've been praying out loud outside and also just being outside and just like you said just take it all in um i worship every morning so i put on worship songs and i actually have those playing in my house all the time i have worship going on all the time during throughout my home it just brings that it brings me to that peace all the time and i also feel like it protects my home and um another thing that i do is i practice self-awareness all the time. So like you were saying, feeling it in your body, knowing when you're, when you're tense, knowing when um, you've been on the computer for too long. Also knowing my schedule ahead of time really helps me ease into the week. So preparation and reflection is huge for me every morning and every night. And then on Sundays to prepare me for the week. So Sundays start my week. I use that as my starting day instead of Monday because Mondays I hated when I used to work in corporate. So it's like, we'll we'll just shift that. And you can say that your week starts on Sunday. And so Sundays is when I start my week and I reflect and I prepare. And I know when I reflect, it brings gratitude and thankfulness and gratefulness to the Lord and what he's doing. We also practice it with our kids and bring them in and along the journey. And every night we do a gratitude talk with each other. We ask one thing they're grateful for. And it's just so cool to see what your kids are saying or what they what they think is cool and stuff that you just don't 
realize that they pick up on. But then I just prepare for the week. So then I know what's coming. And I'm not, things aren't flown or, or like thrown off because that can turn us into a tizzy. Um, and especially if you're masculine, you're like, I've got to get to this and I've got to get to this. And blah, blah, blah. But when you're prepared and when you know it's coming, it's super helpful and it keeps you in that flow state. So being hyper aware of yourself and where you're at. And another thing is being rigorously honest with myself. That is one thing that I've learned to do. Um, and that just looks like asking yourself the tough questions on, do you need to stop right now? Do you need, like, is this worth it? And just being honest with yourself and giving yourself that tough love. And I know that's, that's tough for a lot of us, but we need it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And going back to that present moment, that's a question I'm constantly asking myself. You know, where are you right now? Yes. Future? Yes. Are you living in the past or are you focused on right now, the present moment? Because the past makes you just as anxious. Yes. And fearful as the future can. Yes. So live in that abundance of what you can create and do and be and become right here, right now in this present moment. So, so so you said something that i i think i want i want to reiterate and that is you said you know not looking or not looking around something along those lines comparison trap and that's so huge too because you know there are lots of people who are doing things and doing you know doing them well and when you start looking around and social media causes us to do that when you start looking around going oh i need to do that because that's what they're doing to be successful yes oh pivot no i now i need to do it this way because they're they're succeeding doing it this way and what i'm what i'm being taught right now is just what you said feeling in your body yeah. It's, is that my tree? Yes. No, that, that's not my tree. That's not the direction that I need to be going. I need to still and wait for the breadcrumbs. Yes. Yes. Comparison is the thief of all joy. I know that that's a popular quote that's out there. And my suggestion for anyone that finds themselves in comparison is to mute it. Don't even get on social media. Un- unfollow if that's the case, but get yourself out of there. And then surround yourself with people that inspire you instead of make you fearful of what you're creating. Um, and another thing that's been huge for me is to create only out of a relaxed body. Because when we're creating just to create, it's just like throwing spaghetti on a wall. But when we create, when we're in pure alignment and we're in a relaxed state, it flows. And if it does flow and it keeps like stacking on top of itself and you're just in this like energetic, holy schmoly, like what are we doing And it just build off of that and give yourself the grace that it's okay 
communicate with people and let them know, hey, I am flowing right now and I am like, God's just giving it and giving it. So just allow me to have space. I have been in that this week with my back end on um, creating some things for our ministry. And I had to communicate with my husband, look, God's like pouring it out right now. And I need the space and the time. Or can you please be with the kids? And I had to tell my kids the same thing. Like, I'm not ignoring you, but this is where I'm at right now because God's blessing it. But also pulling myself out of that when it is done, not feeding off of that because it's a task, but when it's in flow. But that comparison is huge. I went through that with a dear friend of mine. She like ghosted me for like two weeks. And I was I sent her a message. I was like, hey, what is going on? She was like, okay, I have to be honest. I was comparing myself to you on social media and I had to mute you. And I was like, oh my goodness. Well, thank you for one, being honest. But two, doing what you had to do for yourself. Yes. And it and it it brought me back to this reality that we all do it. And it's not a bad thing. And it's not always a, oh my gosh, they're making all the money and I'm not. It can be they're showing up and I don't have the energy to show up. Or they are they're getting clients and where are my clients, God? Right. So it can be that it can be at this pure heart posture that's not wrong. You're in a waiting period and you're seeing other people being blessed. But we forget that they were probably in a waiting period too. They probably went through an arena moment in that time too. We didn't see that and it's okay. And so that getting our getting our lenses switched to seeing it that way for comparison but it is real it is out there it happens um but that has been that's been huge to realize that for myself too and practice those things well i'm i am extremely proud of you for so many things but you know you said you know one of my one of my favorite words, and that's in alignment. And when you knew, man, I'm not in alignment with what I'm being called to do. And that that call was tugging on your heart that you're feeling, but I've got this that I've created here. How can I go here when it seems like everything is falling apart? But being in alignment lights your soul on fire yes and there's so many of us who are living in that state of not being in aligned with our life we know we have this something this tug on our heart it's there we ignore it because we're over here trying to make something happen and um, i'm just extremely proud of you your example for so many today is going to help so many women go okay am i in touch with where I'm supposed to be? Am I alignment with the calling on my life? And I just want to reiterate something that Emily said. She said, you know, if you don't know your purpose and calling, it's coming. But I want you to know that right here, right now, today, you can start living love and serve. Yes. And serve. The vehicle that you are in right now, you can live out love and serve. Yes. 
And as you do that and walk into that, the doors are going to open. So wherever you are, wherever that assignment is today, our job is to love and serve. Yes. Yes. So Emily, thank you so much. You're so beautiful, just inside and out. And thank you for sharing your arena moment. And I know that there are many that are listening to this podcast that are going to be praying for you and your family. Yes. Please. faith that you are taking care of. So for those who are listening, how can they reach out to you? How can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Emily hyphen Vermeer. Um, I also have fueledbyfaith.org is our ministry that we have. And you can reach out to me if you're interested in consulting services just via my Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. And I really hope that my story, what I'm going through is just an avenue for other people to see that God's got you. And whatever it is, and whatever your story, whatever your arena moment is, I will never not share what God's doing in my life because I know that someone may need to hear it. That's what he created us to do is to love people and to make disciples. And that's what I'm here to do. So um, I just hope that that touched someone today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, everyone, thank you again for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. God bless. Have an amazing week. I'm honored to have you as part of the Limitless community. If this podcast has added value to you, I'm going to ask you to do two things for me. Number one, share it with your family and friends. And number two, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Deanna Heron. I always love hearing from you. If you would love more about what's happening in the Deanna Heron world, you can go to DeannaHeron.net, subscribe to my email list, or even be a part of my private Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you.